and welcome back to another lovely weekly episode of Civil Discord, your weekly radical dose. I'm sorry, my goodness, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. Man, it's been a long week. It's been a long weekend. Um, I'm not bragging or anything like that, but I I, I slept till 11 o'clock this afternoon. I probably got about a good 11 and a half hours of sleep today. And I don't know, don't even know why my body was just exhausted. And I mean, slept through the whole night. Wife came in and out. And I mean, the only reason why I woke up is because she said, hey, I'm going to the grocery store. Like that was it. And I was like, oh my gosh, it's 11 o'clock and I've slept this long. But the guy who sleeps a long time, I am one of your hosts, Maurice Jones. And with me, as always, more often than I am, is the Supreme Overlord of Liberty, Amanda, out there in the People's Republic of California. Amanda, how's it going today? It's going well. It's going well. We got a lot of we got a lot of good news for the most part. Good yes. week of good news. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, I, I will say a lot of this week's news has white pilled me. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yes, like okay, because typically I, I am I'm more often than not I'm very black pilled. I think very things are very like ah. Oh, Things are not going to get any better. It's going to take a lot of things for for me for things to turn around and whatnot. But um, that's mainly because for some reason, social media believes that I need that I belong on the left side of politics and everything that I view. It's always got to be somewhere on the left. I, like I've got people defending communism and I've got people de- defending socialism and democratic socialism, which is the same thing as socialism. Just people vote for it. Like I mean, so it's it's just all these things. But I will say that that there are um, uh, uh, a, f- a lot of things that have white pilled me over the past week, and one of them will be leading off the show. And of course, I mean, we, we we may or may not have talked about it last week. We probably didn't. But I will tell you this: um, there was a case that happened where a guy was defending himself, and he was found not guilty on. It was a it was a attempted murder and, and associated with the murder and so forth. And you guys may or may not have heard of this story, but it comes actually out of Florida. Um, in case you guys didn't know. What? Yes. Psych, psych. Tricking you up a little bit. You thought I was going to talk about Kyle. You wrong. I'm speaking about a young man whose name is Andrew Coffey IV. And if you don't know about this story, so in two in 2017, the the uh, it's like the Indian River, I believe, is there. Uh, yes. So in the Indian River, Sheriff's County is serving a warrant at the house in which Andrew Coffey, the fourth is staying. And they are actually trying to get served the warrant for his father in associated in association with drug dealing and so forth. But they actually barge into this young man's. They, they, they break this young man's window. And so what he does is what any other citizen would do. He goes, gets his firearm, and thinks people are shooting in his coming into his window. So he starts firing at them. They fire back, and um, almost with the Brianna Taylor boyfriend story, uh, his girlfriend actually dies in this crossfire. Is shot ten times by the Indian River's um, sheriff's department. Ten times. And so, what do they do? They decide to arrest Mister Coffee, and say, "Hey." We are, we're charging you for on, on account of attempted murder of a police officer. And then we're charging you in the in the murder of your then girlfriend at the time. And we are charging you with unlawful possession of a firearm. Now, I see a lot of people 
comparing the two cases with Kyle and with and, and with coffee because both of them came out on the same day and it kind of fits a great narrative and it's a good thing this is a great thing the fact that in case you don't know he was found not guilty on all counts except for the unlawful possession of a firearm which I will get to in a minute but he was found not guilty because they deemed it as the the, the jurors found it like no he didn't know that this was police officers somebody came barging into his window he fired back that self-defense, which is a great thing, phenomenal thing. It just shows that there are people out there who still deem as somebody's breaking into your house, regardless if it's the police. If they are deemed as breaking into your house and, and they're not identified and you don't know that 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 is them, then you have all the 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 authority to fire back because you are not you're, you don't know who's in your house shooting at you or whatnot. Here you go. That here. Here is your your um, your defense, your self-defense on a silver platter. Now, I don't I don't care about precedent and the precedent that, that these things set, because you'll get another judge somewhere down the line who may say eh, precedent means absolutely nothing. What does the letter of law say? Which is honestly how I view things. And 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 we'll go from there. So, Amanda, what were your thoughts? Have you heard of this story before prior to Kyle Rittenhouse? <laughs> Not honestly, no, not prior to Kyle Rittenhouse. Um, I, I heard of the story honestly when people were uh, honestly the coincidence. I think is what people was what mm-hmm. was making people compare the two. Right. Um, so no, I hadn't heard the story. I obviously knew the story of Breonna Taylor and thought it was. I I believed it was an, an injustice. Um, right. The way that 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 went down, obviously. Um. So I was I was incredibly heartened, and I I. I was excited when you said that you wanted to discuss that on the show because I do. I think it hasn't it hasn't gotten enough attention and it's it fantastic has, and it no, it has not. you know it shows that these decisions can be replicated in mm. in multiple circumstances. Yes, and there's a long way to go in terms of reforming the criminal justice system and in terms of reforming trials in particular. Yes. But it was I think it was a really good week for uh, for self defense and I'm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm heartened by this development for sure. Yes, definitely. Now I will say, um, cause I, cause I'll come back to it. He did. He, he's, he was found guilty. Andrew Coffey well, was found guilty on one account and that's unlawful possession of a firearm, which I am actually wearing a black guns matter shirt. Um, because I definitely do believe that black guns matter. Um, and by black guns, I mean, people, people who are black in the black community owning firearms, because a lot of people think that, oh, yeah, because it's a black gun. Like I'm like, no, I, I'm referring to people who are black owning firearms because I think that is very important. Because if if we understood that, then this unlawful, which which I think in any law that says you are not allowed to own a firearm, for me, I think is 100% against the beloved Second Amendment. Like if, if this person is deemed to be... um able to walk with society and be out in society and not be a hindrance to anybody if you deem them that that, that hey they're allowed to be out with other people with other citizens that you're that you're trying to protect then why do they not have the same rights as everybody else but mm-hmm. um I so, so i i fully believe that that any any and every single law that is that is against owning firearms, including those, because I people say all the time, so you would say child molester and this, that, and the other. If you deem them as being safe to be a part of society, then who am I to take away their right of self-preservation? Like uh, th- that is that is it. Now, I mean, it's it's very if, but 
it's it's it, it gets it gets a little gray because should they be in society? If you don't trust them to own a firearm, then, then you don't trust them to be in society. I mean, let's be real. For if, if you're making that argument. Um, but I will say this. I do not believe that anybody should be should have any type of um, firearm charge against them. unlawful carry of a firearm. I think the law itself is unlawful, is unlawfully created, so forth. But um, I think that 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 is a big thing that you you will you see a lot of people actually missing when they compare the Kyle Rittenhouse to the Andrew Coffee because they're like, oh, you you you'll see a lot of well, if he was black, then they would have. They, they would have said that he murdered those guys. And that's why you see a lot of people bring up the Andrew Coffey mm-hmm. as far as like, oh, well, here's a here's an instance where the guy was black and he was shooting at police officers, <laughs> which which people people from on the left would say, oh, the right. They crush him for shooting at police officers like, oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh. Like, who are you back the blue? Those kind of things. And in Florida, he was deemed as no, that was self-defense. So that 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 is a very white pill thing. But we and I mean. Like you said earlier, we do have we do have some ways to go when it comes to justice, when it comes to certain things on the book and 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 all of that lovely stuff, because we he should not be catching the case because he 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 was he was a former felon. Now, I will say, if you look into the history, it, he he was a he was a violent felon. He attacked a police officer and and he had fled things or whatnot. And again, that's. If if we're going to dissect those kind of things, th- that's a long form of debate that that we can get into. But um, nonetheless, like it's it it is still if you deem him as as being safe enough to be a part of society, then he should have his rights fully restored. That's well, just you my know what, opinion, though. And justice is justice. Okay, if you're a felon mm-hmm. and but and someone breaks into your house and you think that they're going to kill you, then just because right. you're a felon, it doesn't mean that you are suddenly this horrible person for shooting someone who who's killed who's killed your girlfriend. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So um, that that is a sad part of that story. But um, I mean, and, and he he has the potential to face up to thirty years for that. Which mm-hmm. I think is, is atrocious yeah. for an unlawful possession. Like, I mean, that's who. There's no victim in that. There's no victim, no crime. So that that that's how I view things. But again, being white pilled, the the mere fact that his self defense aspect of of it was what was upheld by a jury of his peers, regardless of whether they, they look like him or not, mm-hmm. and. And the, the people who want to claim white supremacy and and all this stuff. And I'm reading posts on Instagram and TikTok talking about, oh, this is a form of white supremacy with a Kyle Rittenhouse case. And I'm like, I'm so confused on how this is white supremacy. Like the question I, I, I had somebody pose the question. So if Kyle Rittenhouse was black and he was found not guilty, would you deem that as white supremacy? They're like, of course not. If he was Mexican. Any, anything of Hispanic, Hispanic descent? Of course not. If he was anything of Asian descent, of course not. So it's the mere fact that this is a white guy who shot three other white people. And you're saying that, oh, it's the justice system. It's because he was out there for, for Black Lives Matter and, and he was protesting black. Like, no, anybody who says anything that he's out there protesting Black Lives Matter, obviously know nothing about the case. There's still this whole... These whole NPCs, because I will call them that because that's what they are. They are non-playable characters. For those of y'all who don't know what an NPC is, it's a non-playable character. It means everything that they say is already pre-written. It's already pre-recorded when you're in a video game. You know those guys who are at the market who you 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 
you go to and you press X or you press circle or whatever you press on your Xbox or your PlayStation and the, the words pop up and it's already predetermined what they're going to say. These are what these people say. They, and they're still saying this. He crossed state lines with a firearm. No, he didn't. He had no business being in Kenosha because that's that's not his neighborhood, even though it's 20 minutes away. That's been proven false. Like all these, they're continuing to say the same thing over and over and over again. And you're just like, you are truly an NPC because if you actually watched the case and you actually, or, or the, the, the trial, and you actually read up on it, just anybody's testimony. I mean, just, just one person's testimony. You will hear the questions being asked of everybody. And you would hear like, no, that's not the case. He didn't cross anybody. He didn't cross state lines with a firearm. Where did he get the firearm? From his buddy who was holding it for him until he was turning 18. Why was he in Kenosha? That's where he worked. That's where his family lived. That's where his dad lived. That was his community. Like all of these things point to this was this guy's community. He was taking pride in that. And I'm 100%, 100% excited that I was wrong last week mm-hmm. in saying that he may be found guilty on some of the lesser charges. And they yeah. said, no, he is not guilty on all charges. Like, I love it. Very white-pilled. Um, lo- love, love, love seeing it, even though I part of the reason why I can't watch ESPN because I see, I see sports commentators talking about this guy crossed state lines. I'm like, oh my gosh, here we go again. This just proves that you have no idea what you're talking about and why I do not put you as as any type of athlete, as any type of sportscaster on any type of pedestal to, to speak about anything outside of sports because you don't know the facts. Yeah, no. And so to go back to what you said about how people are saying, well, this is white supremacy because uh, he's a white guy and he got off and he wouldn't say it if he had another color skin and he got off. I mean, the answer to inequities in the justice system is not to make it less just for everyone. I mean, it's not like, you know, black people are unfairly charged, so white people should be unfairly charged, too or unfairly sentenced or what have you. That's not how it works. So right. it's, it's a win all around. Um, it's, it, I was also one of those people who didn't know a whole lot about the case going in. I think I discussed some of this last week and I, that was part of why I was so interested in watching mm-hmm. the case. Really. I tried to watch it start to finish um, just to both get the details and, you know, you learn about the criminal justice process or lack thereof at times. Right. Uh, but it was, it was, it's been really interesting. First of all, Civil Discord and Twitter, uh, we broke uh, some news on our Civil Discord Twitter when we had the story about the um, the NBC, MSNBC reporter who was following the jury bus. Uh, I was very proud because we, uh, obviously that story was being broadcast live from the courtroom, but mm-hmm. we had that tweet out there before the law and crime people had that out there. We had their names out there before the law and crime people had that out there. So that was um, that was a great, a great moment to just be on top of it. We've learned That's why you now. should be following us on Twitter you, and, yeah. uh, and have your notifications on every time we tweet and something by we, yeah. I mean, Amanda, cause she's <laughs> far better on Twitter than I am. I was on it this week. Um, it was also, it was interesting because, uh, this is also on our Twitter. We found out that the verdicts were issued in kind of the reverse order than a lot of people were thinking they'd be issued. So they, in fact, uh, the jury, uh, agreed and came to a consensus on the latter charges uh, one and two days before they ruled on the first two charges about Rosenbaum and endangerment of McGinnis. 
and everyone was saying, well, once once they get him off on self-defense for the first two charges, everything else will just fall in place. Or conversely, if they can't agree on self-defense for the first two, then he's screwed for the final. And it, mm. it, in fact, it played out the opposite direction, which is really interesting. You just never know how a jury is going to go. Right. Um, but it was it was funny to just have all of the uh, a lot of the more right leaning people speculating about the jural. Well, I just made up word the jury. I was I was, I was between jury and juridical, and then I just <laughs> melded the two, and it became jural. Right. So, so um, the jury deliberations. Um, there was a. There was this theory that went around that the four person was holding up the jury, and again, this is what happens when you don't have a lot of information. It could be completely true; we have no right. idea. But this is what happens when you have no information, and you want so desperately for there to be information, and you think that something should have happened. You think you should know more by now, and you don't, and so you just try to make up a story. And I was listening to people try to fill the air with this handwriting analysis of the jury requests, and well, this is a person who's like this, and this is a person like that. I'm like, this is exactly what leftists did when they saw a guy with white skin who's a man carrying an AR-15 go into Kenosha. It's the exact same thing. You make these assumptions. You make up a backstory. You talk about, Mm -hmm. well, this person feels this way about this thing. We have no clue. Right. Um, And so it was just an interesting lesson. All of this speculation, uh, you know, I think we are driven to speculate and it can actually be kind of a bonding process if we know what we're doing, where we're making up stories, we're trying to fit pieces together. But when you do it mindlessly, it's not very productive. And just this entire, uh, the entire case from start to finish was just just defaulting to priors, even in the jury, uh, even in the jury process. So um, still keeping it posted on prosecutorial misconduct. I don't know how much people have been following this, but there were, there was a motion for mistrial. Obviously (laughs) this motion is no longer in effect, Um, but there are still some, there's still some talk about whether um, the uh, district attorney's office should face some kind of consequences for what seems to be in particular, there was a lot. There was a lot of weird tampering that went on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but a, a possible Brady violation with uh, video footage that the prosecutors, or sorry, the, the district attorney's office had. Mm-hmm. And they evidently sent a different file to the defense team, which right. is a Big no-no. Right. First of all, why is it a big no-no? Because the in this case, the file that they sent didn't have anything that would suggest um, provocation. Right. That wouldn't. And again, the 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 total footage, the the lengthy footage, didn't have provocation in it either. But it had data that allowed them to make the case that there was provocation. Mm-hmm. If you don't have anything that shows the moment before Kyle starts running, you don't have anything that you can say was provocation. Right. You just pick up in the middle of running. So in order to include provocation on the jury instructions and so forth, the prosecution needed to have 
footage of a moment that occurred before the chase. Right. Moreover, had the defense known that this footage existed, they would have been able to show why there was no provocation. They would have been mm -hmm. able to address provocation in Vardir. They would have been able to go through all of this. So this puts the defense at a disadvantage. We are fairly confident that some kind of hot nonsense went on with, with, the, with the footage because what ended up happening during the, uh, during the, well, really it was when, while the jury was deliberating is we found out that the prosecution had not only sent the defense a compressed file, which they were trying to argue was the result of just the file from going from iPhone to Android somehow that made the file worse. <laughs> just, I mean, it's a great, it's a great uh, ad for Apple. Right. But, exactly. Uh, exactly. Yeah, but, but then the, the defense, uh, or one, one of the defense council um, members, her last name is, uh, her name is Natalie Wisco. My impression is that she's very young and that she's doing a lot more than she gets credit for. Mm. Um, she said very quickly, look, when you look at the metadata, uh, this file, that you sent us was created 20 minutes after the file that you uploaded to your own servers was created. Oh, wow. So it took you 20 minutes to create this new file and give it a new name. It's a lower res file. It has a different aspect ratio. This isn't just the result of me having an Android. Oh, and by the way, I never opened this on my Android. Mm. So there, there are still more questions to be answered uh, in in that regard, and and, right. and we'll see we'll see whether anything comes of it. I I don't know. There was something I wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, one of one of the questions that came up during the deliberation process was the question of juror intimidation, and in particular, there was some talk about you know, should you limit people who are protesting outside of courthouses. Should you restrict their ability to do that because it might infringe on jury deliberations? It might infringe on their ability to reach a, you know, an impartial verdict. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, especially when it comes to free speech issues. Uh, I mean, if, if, if I'm going to stay principled here, um, as, as far as how I view things, like the, the only thing that you should be able to limit is the capacity as far as like, because, hey, this is a fire hazard. This is like some hazard that, that, that we have as far as people leaving and this, that, and the other, which I don't think most places actually have. So if you don't have, if, if, if you can't limit that, then then you can't necessarily limit the, um, the, the, the whole, hey, people are out here protesting. Mm -hmm. What you can do is make, uh, is, is make alternate routes for your jury to move through and hey let's come through the back let's let's do this let's do that as far as jurors go if it's some high profile case maybe that maybe you do things to protect the jurors yeah um at, at in a moment of hey you know we have to um uh move you off site for for a minute maybe we maybe we put you in a hotel for an additional month or so after the jury after you've already come to a conclusion maybe we we do certain things to protect you if this is going to be the case like i mean so like if it's i i can imagine so let's take for example derek chauvin you know if if their fear was excuse me if their fear was hey something is going to happen to us 
if we win, if we, we we come back with a not guilty verdict or so forth, then maybe as a as the state and grant, I don't like the state in their power, but you would say something along the lines of, oh, OK, well, here's what we're going to do. Um, we're going to provide you a place to live for for, for, for for a certain period of time during this, this, this. And then when things die down, we can, you know, we we can slowly um place you back to wherever you need to be. If that's we take care of your family and so forth, they they have the the ability to do so. Like let's not act like they don't. They do if they I mean they, they come up with money all the time. Um money's missing all the time. Like it like this stuff happens. So if you have the funds to do that for 12 jurors, then then by all means do that. So I I, I think there are ways around it as a you know be, but as opposed to just saying, hey, you can't protest here. We're going to limit your capacity here. Um, but you you want to allow people to be able to speak on what they need to be, what they need to speak on outside of a government building, and then uh, and then also allow for due process as well. And and, and it, 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 it it's tough to do because I mean if 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 I'm a juror and I see what all what's happening on Facebook and I see what's happening you know, on CNN and I see people protesting and I see a lady having a seizure outside the courthouse when sc- screaming, you know, all kinds of things at the top of her lungs, you know, like I may be like, oh man, like if, if we come back with a not guilty verdict, like they may be coming after me because somebody may blame me for the, for, for their, their mom having a seizure, you know I mean? So it, it's, it's, it's a lot of things or whatnot, but I, 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 I will, I will never ask the government to restrict somebody else's right. In yeah. order to um, to make somebody feel safe, yeah, if that makes uh, sense. No, I I agree, and and we already have measures against juror intimidation. It's all it's already a really big no no to intimidate right. juries and, and jurors. Um, I think in general, when you have a courthouse, you do a pretty good job, or you should do a pretty good job of having the jurors deliberate in a room that is completely insulated. You cannot mm-hmm. hear what's going on outside. Right. If they can, that's a problem. Um, you know, maybe fortify rooms so that they can't hear that, so that they can't hear people screaming. Uh, exactly. Because because it is a big issue. But these are there are ways that you can address that issue without also clamping down on other people's free speech rights, uh, which. You know, it's it's a big deal. Um, right. Yeah. In general, just I think there are a lot of various trial interventions that this that this brings up. People are talking about um, let's have a Kyle's law that eliminates prosecutorial misconduct. For, I <laughs> I think look, I think the intention is great, but right. I would I would not want it to be just about one person making one person into a cause. And quite for frankly, sure. there are so many. There, there are measures that needed to be taken way before this. You know, the jury trial should be the rule. That's in Article 3. It should be the mm-hmm. rule, not the exception. You've got right. 95% of criminal convictions today are obtained by a coerced confession. They call it yeah. plea bargain. It's a coerced confession. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what it is. And and to that end, if if you had sentence differential limits between the coerced confession and between the jury trial, right? So that you couldn't say, oh, you can just plead that, you know, if you just say that you did it, we'll basically get you off, you know, maybe right. 10 to 20 percent, there, there should be a limit in the amount right. of time or money or whatever you're able to shave off by not going to a jury trial. Right. Um, and I would want juries to know 
honestly. I, w- I would want juries to be informed about, hey, here's the deal that they were given to not go to trial, and they're in trial. They're in front of you anyhow, because right. that says that that says something. That sends a message about how convinced you are of your, if not your innocence, your ability to get off. But exactly. it, I feel like that there should be more transparency then. Um, and just in general, ending absolute prosecutorial immunity, I feel like is is a must. There's currently this, you know, prohibition on on suing prosecutors for anything that they do within the scope of their job. It's like it's like qualified immunity, right? For exactly. for police officers, that shouldn't fly. Um, there are just so many incentives to get people imprisoned or get if, if you're a prosecutor to get people punished and the incentive should really be to do your job well and to and to see justice done right and yeah so those were some, those were some thoughts that i had on on measures that we could take but uh yeah well, um, I, I i completely agree i mean even in the, in the sense of it's most most da's act in accordance with what's going to get me reelected. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guarantee it, it'd, it'd have been one of those like, oh, well, if Kyle Rittenhouse doesn't get, you know, if I don't bring these charges up against Kyle Rittenhouse, then I don't get reelected. And then I'm no longer in my political office anymore. So now what am I going to do with my life? And and so that, and you can tell just by how weak of a case that they had. I mean, I've, I don't watch a whole lot of cases on like, like on TV and whatnot, but my goodness, I mean, this was just. I, I'm I'm no law professor. I'm I really am not. But but when you have your witnesses getting on the stand, uh, helping the you know helping the 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 defense, when you are doing things in the courtroom that are completely against what was what expert witnesses said as far as a right handed and there's no such thing as a right handed and a left handed firearm and things of that nature, and then you're just like. We literally just went over that. Yeah. that there is a difference. I mean, yeah. it, it's it's. I mean, even in grips and safety, it's like like it's completely. They, I'm not gonna say they're completely different, but they're different. Um, and when you do all these things, like it's it's like, come on, man! Like this was the best that you guys had. Like really? So I I, I think that that shows that there was a lot of public outcry to to press charges uh, mm-hmm. to, to bring charges against Kyle and. Cause they didn't want any more rioting and they didn't want any more craziness going on because it was already centered around um, BLM and Kenosha had been burning for, I think at the, at the point of Kyle Rittenhouse situation it had been burning for like two days. Yeah. Or so. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and Kenosha is not a big city for them to be burning, saying a lot for, mm-hmm. for a few days, you know I mean? So it, it, it is rough. It's rough. But I, I, I think if we, this, see, and this is why I I truly believe that that I, I, I'm not trying to get into this whole debate as far as anarchists and, and and things like that. But this is why I don't believe that people should have any sort of power over other people because yeah. it's always going to be corrupted. Like you are always you're always going to, regardless of where you are in life, you will always look out for your best interest. I mean, that's I people people who say that they don't, I feel like are truly lying to themselves. They. It's a, even, even for me, you know, it's like the things that I do in life, it's, it's in my best interest. Why? Because I have a family that I want to take care of. It's because I I, I want to do well in life. I want to, I, I want to do 
um, certain things, you know, for my future children and whatever the case may be, like I'm looking out for things that I, that things that are in my best, best interest and, and the best interest of my family. Like I'm not thinking about anybody else. I'm thinking about me and mine. And, and regardless of, and I'm not trying to get into much Ayn Rand or anything, anything of that matter, but <laughs> regardless of, of, of how you feel, that's how humans think. Everything is all about self-preservation and, and what can I do to grow my family? What can I do to grow my name? What can I do to do these things? And, and, and so when you give somebody that kind of power to put people in jail for, for self-defense or for, let's say, uh, marijuana or for, let's say, uh, truancy or whatever the case may be, when you give people those, that power to do so, then they will definitely take that and take it to, you give them an inch, they will take a mile. And yeah. I, I mean, that, that, that's been proven throughout history, wherever it goes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so in lieu of Kyle's law, I just want to see reforms. I just want to see reforms. Yes. Don't necessarily <laughs> name it after anyone. You know, I, right. I find it to be exploitative in, in both cases when I, I'm, I'm worried I, about, you know, about Rittenhouse being made into a, a right-wing martyr, even though he's not yeah. been martyred. I just, right. I think when you are, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to be dispensing life advice here, but it, it's tempting, right? When you're, mm. when you're at a certain age to, to be a star for a political cause, right. I'd like to be a star for a political cause. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I think when you get thrown into that, especially after a really traumatic situation, yeah. you're just, you need time to think things through. Definitely. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like the, uh, the the Covington Catholic guy, mm, yeah, so they much. are. He he is very much like, oh, this is our guy. Like you know, here we go again. We got somebody yeah. else who we can who we can latch on to, yeah, or whatnot. So I mean, it, it is, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but we've got other things going on this yes. this week too. We craziness. have <laughs> we have craziness. It's in Sunye West over here. Um, I, I don't know where that came from. It's going to be my new thing. I'm just going to trademark it. Um, do we want good COVID news or bad COVID news or weird COVID news first? Which, which Let, do you... Let's go straight into Austria. Okay. Let's go straight into Austria. Yeah, Austria, not Australia. that's good or bad news, but I, yes. I, Yeah, I guess it's a little bit of both. <laughs> exactly. Um, Austria has uh, has decided, first of all, it's decided on a nationwide vaccine mandate. I'm trying to get details on what that's going to look like, um, whether that's going to be to work or whether it's going to be, no, you strap people down and vaccinate them. I, I don't know what, how, what the implementation is going to be. <laughs> I don't know what the penalties are. Uh, but they've uh, they've decided that there's going to be a nationwide vaccine mandate. Uh, and initially they said, and we're going to lock down everyone who's not vaccinated. And then they came back and they said, no, well, for at least for the next week, uh, we're going to lock down everyone, whether they're vaccinated or not, which is good because it's equity, um, as, as I pointed out. <laughs> in the so everyone ends up in Everybody the same place. Yeah. Everyone ends up in the same place, which is their house. And... Yeah. So in response to that, we have some mostly peaceful protests, some fiery, fiery, but mostly peaceful protests going right. on in, in Austria. Um, honestly, it looked like it could have been Kenosha, uh, but the buildings yeah. were taller and they were, yeah. you know, speaking a different language. 
Um, but there were, uh, there have been, police have uh, opened fire on protesters. I haven't heard of any deaths, but there have been injuries uh, as a result of that. So things are, and things are continuing to escalate around the world with this. People are not taking this lying down. There's a lot of marching in the streets. Like I said, fiery, mostly peaceful. Um, and I think ultimately people are just saying no. And there are yeah. a lot of people who are saying no. And I, it just depends on how totalitarian has the government been allowed to get to this point. Mm. Um, because, uh, you know, I, I think once you've allowed the government to already encroach so far into your life and take away certain rights that you have, you are left at, you're left in a weak and disadvantaged state. Right. Whereas if you have a more liberal, civil liberties oriented government, you have further to go before people are willing to just, you know, let you take away their most basic liberties. So right. it will be interesting to see how people respond and how governments respond in turn, I suppose. Yeah, I, I when when I when I first saw it, I thought I, I thought Australia and then I was like, Austria. yeah. Oh, hold up! I'm in our pre-show. I was like, "Oh, that's Austria." Let me uh, let me make sure that 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 I, that I know what I'm talking about yeah. before I, before I, before I start discussing it. But um, one of the first things that I noticed was the the mostly peaceful, and it's from from a from a principle stance stance because you, you you'll get a lot a, a lot of right wingers right wingers excuse me man who will say like, okay, like what that they're protesting for this, for, for their liberty and their freedom and their choice to do whatever that they want to do. And I will say, you're absolutely right. But the same issue that, that, that I had with the BLM, mostly peaceful protests or the same issues that I have with this, it's like one, you need to take your fight to the people who are doing the, who, who are, who are doing the aggression. So if you feel like the government is aggressing upon you, take your fight to the government. Don't be burning your your neighbor's car like mm -hmm. that's their property it's not yours mm -hmm. don't be burning buildings that don't belong to you Do, um, i mean if they're government buildings then you you may i'm not going to say <laughs> it's okay but i will say you may be able to have a conversation with me and we and we can discuss these things but but you know just because it's the the target down the street the mcdonald's who's who's whatever i have the same issue there but i will say i do like the fight that 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 people have decided to stand up and say like no enough's enough like stop trying to force me to do things that i don't want to do mm -hmm. uh i i am it's so that's even more of of the white peeling aspect of it because it's like people people around the world and it's, it's not just it's not just america because a lot of times you you when you when you watch the news and you watch like the cnn's and the msnbc's of the world and sometimes even fox news they they discuss america as in as if we're the only place that believes in actual freedom and we're the only place that actually wants to go against the government and so forth. But then you see like this stuff popping up in little pockets of the world all over the place. You see it in Austria. You see it in Italy. You see it in Australia. You see it in Brazil. Like you see yeah. it in, on, on, in all other aspects of the world in Europe. I will say I have yet to see it happen in Africa, probably because I don't hear any news about anything coming out of Africa. Because their cases are so low in Africa. I like I, they just did a, did a survey and they're like, Africa's cases are really low in spite of being really, really under vaccinated. And of course, then my other thought was, wait, I thought COVID was racist. 
Right. So right. I thought it attacked more black people. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, but but so so it it, it is very 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 um awesome to see people around the world saying like, look, enough's enough, man. You guys have kicked the bucket down the road, you know, too many times, and it's at some point we've got to say stop. Well, at some point we've got to say, look, I am entitled to my own body, my self-preservation, what I want to do with it. And you guys have been locking me down in my house for nearly, um, for coming up on two years now. Mind you, COVID hit the streets in China in 2019 in November. So we're two years into this, into the world. And and of course, since we're stationed, since we're based in the U.S. station, since we're based out of the U.S., for us, it was really March mm-hmm. is when government start taking their, their all of their actions and so forth. So at some point, and it, it's taken them a long time to get here, but the people have said like, stop, enough's enough. Stop trying to force me to, to, to have a mandate. Um, even, even if it's OSHA, you know, even if it's whatever that they, I, I, I think even OSHA has, um, has realized like uh maybe we need to pause. OSHA done because... step down. OSHA <laughs> yes. stepped down. It's yes. it step back. They yeah. Said, uh we're gonna pause real quick. We're gonna we're gonna we're let let's go back and reconvene. Yeah. Or or, or what is it? Jinsaki. Hey, yeah. you know what? Eh, we're back. gonna circle we're... back to this real quick. We're gonna circle back to this real quick because uh <laughs> this is not quite how we envision things going kind of right, thing. right. Yeah. No, I think Honestly, it seems like the ocean never thought that they could get away with this. And then they just put something out and the fifth circuit <laughs> struck it down. And then they're like, look, uh, no. And then yeah. they just left. So it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a great week for, again, the justice system. And this goes back mm-hmm. to, as, as we were discussing last week, this is about property. This yes. is about, because your body is your first is your locus of yeah. self ownership. And so if someone takes that away from you, all your self ownership's gone. Your business, your your money, your yeah. right to defend yourself, your yeah. your right to do what you want with your body, put what you want in your body, not put what you don't want in your body. <laughs> that that's all gone. Right. Um so it, it's it's heartening to see that at least. And I think so much of that has to do with people who are, at least in the U S there are a lot of workers that are standing up and saying, nah, we're, we're not, we're not going to do it. And in the, in the immortal words of twisted sister, we're not going to take it anymore. That's a great <laughs> song. I like to play it whenever a new mandate comes out. Whenever Barbara right. Ferrer just gets up and does her, her hot nonsense. Just, we're not going right. to take it anymore. Um, but yeah, Gavin with the good hair is going to take it for at least until, <laughs> until March 2022. He went and he extended the state of emergency until March 2022, when all of our problems will go away. Um, that's not when the election is. So I guess that's going to give him like maybe enough time to start drawing back down on measures right before election day. I don't right. know what... Basically, what's happening is the state of emergency doesn't necessarily mean the same mandates are going to stay in effect. They could get better. They could get worse. We don't know. It just means he gets to do whatever he wants until March 2022 because it's an emergency. And until March 2022, we know it's going to be an emergency in March 2022. 
We know that because that's how emergencies work. You can exactly. predict how long they're going to last. No. <laughs> yeah. That, so. That's something that, that that's news to me because I've been teaching my kids that emergencies are kind of unexpected yeah. and they're urgent. Like, no, nope. that's the, I mean, I, I, I don't know. You, you can, news to me. you can know when there's going to be an emergency so that you can implement an emergency order later to have people uh, get ready for the emergency and okay. then you'll know how long the emergency is going to last. Emergencies are very, you know, that's they they emerge and then they, they, <laughs> Remerge, and that's right. how that's how it works here. The People's right. Republic of California. Uh, I I foresee this being more and more of a thing unless people just put a stop to it. I mean, next it's going to be there's going to be a climate change emergency. Mm. Uh, there's going to be a public health emergency about white supremacy. There's going right. to be a, a, an emergency about I don't know what else are people concerned about these days. What else the kids is I. You know, I could declare inflation an emergency. Yeah. It's <laughs> up over 6%. Fiat's Golly. an emergency. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But Definitely. Uh, I'm I'm only the supreme overlord of liberty here so far. So. <laughs> so, so how does Gavin with the good hair, how does he get these emergency powers? Like, w- w- was it granted to him that via via the, the Congress in California? Did he just wake up one day and say, hey, like, like California is in a state of emergency, so I now have all these powers. Does it have anything to do with the federal government declaring a state of emergency? Like, how does that work? California has its own, well, every state has its own constitution. And right. like many states, unlike the US, emergency powers are a really sticky issue and a really vague issue in, in the California constitution. So basically, it works as it would work at the federal level, where you just you have you can declare a state of emergency by fiat. You're you're the tyrant. So, in effect, yes, you could conceivably declare anything an emergency without cause. You could say there are going to be flying space monsters coming down, and and there we have a state of emergency now. It's there are really very few parameters, and I think that's the reason for that is that when these constitutions were crafted, people were assuming good faith uh, right. on the parts of politicians, and then we're thinking that oh well, people will, and and we're assuming an informed citizenry. So they were assuming that if a politician was acting in bad faith, and this is probably more like it, they assumed that the citizenry would would rise up and say, hey, no, that's not okay. Man, um, the assumptions. You know what assumptions <laughs> do? My goodness. <laughs> A lot, a lot of assumptions, a lot of asses out of you and me. Yeah. So, and and again, that's that's another thing that I have. Uh, I have a, an entire spiel about how we could, we should uh, completely reform the way that we deal with emergency powers yes. at both the state and and federal level. Yes. Um, because this is untenable, and uh, I the real really the only check on this is the fact that there are elections. And it's a right. good check, but the next guy can just come in and do it too for exactly. something for the same thing or for something different. Exactly. I, I I will declare a state of emergency saying that there are not there are not enough firearm owners in the in the United States. So um, vote for me in your next election, and I will have that state of emergency going, making sure that we get those numbers up because a lot of the numbers that I'm seeing are rookie numbers. It's so, like the shot um, in every arm. It's a firearm in every. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, I mean, it's, but it's, um, I, I, I think, you, um, cause I'm, I'm, 
let me let me let me let me take a step back here. There were a lot of a lot of states that declared a state of emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it was all fifty, but I'm I'm wagering to say it was more than half uh, declared state of emergency when this whole COVID thing happened. Mm-hmm. And then you started to see a little bit of the governors start start re- um, relinquishing their power. And I'm I don't care care whether they're red or they're blue. The the mere fact that they were even have had this power is 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 an issue with me. But you would you you started seeing this because of the pushback in 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 these states saying governors saying like hey you know what let me stop. You would think that after this man nearly got recalled and said he would have said you know what maybe my handling of of COVID has not been great. Now, maybe he's, he said, this is my last, this is my last term as a governor. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm moving on to bigger, better things. Maybe I want to be president. Um, maybe I'll be in somebody's cabinet or whatever. I don't know. Uh, but you would, you would think that, you know what, this was probably not the smartest idea, but again, politicians aren't smart to begin. You know, aren't, aren't, aren't street smart, don't really quite, uh, they don't really quite have their finger on the pulse of society to begin with. So I, I don't want to call them not smart because they're very deceptive and they're very smart in how they word things and how they maneuver and so forth. So well, not I will say good hair. I mean, he could just, he could really use a, a new speechwriter because <laughs> everything is a cliche. I've told you about my dream for running against him, right? As I would just no. like, I, I'd make, okay, so I, I want to, I guess you could do this with just about any politician, but especially Gavin with the good hair. I would love to get on a debate stage with him and just, you know, in my opening statement, reveal, ladies and gentlemen, um, I'm going to be playing a game with you tonight. We're going to be playing a drinking game. And of course, I've just got water, ladies and gentlemen. But every time my opponent, Gavin with the good hair, speaks in a cliche, going to take a drink of water. And I encourage you, if you're playing along at home, to uh, take a drink of whatever your favorite beverage is. I want to see how long it takes the cameraman to pan out to me just sifting every time he <laughs> makes a cliche. So yeah, he could use some help. But no, these, yes. these politicians are just, they're surrounded by yes men and yes women um, and yes whomsts and uh, will don't don't know what what the what public sentiment is like and especially right. in gavin with the good hairs case i mean if you want to talk about white supremacy if you want to talk about white privilege this man is the epitome this of man. that yeah let's be real yeah but uh Born with a with a silver spoon in his mouth i mean come on now but but hey you know it's 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 one of those things of oh it's only uh r- r- even rules from rules for the and not me, all that stuff even applies in this whole let's end systematic racism mm-hmm. because you want to end it for everybody else. But when you're a but but, but when you um, reap benefits of it, I, and, and I do that in quotes or, or whatnot because I because there are different levels to this. But when you're benefits of it, you're like well, well when you benefit from it, you're like ah uh, well I don't want to get rid of this aspect because right. that benefits me, or I don't want to get rid of this because I I mean and we see this all the time with people just trying to get rid of, I mean, I saw a TikTok where I say, do you want to get rid of the patriarchy? And they said, yes. And it's like, well, do you want to get rid of all the benefits that come along with that? Like you, like you not having to take out the trash in the middle of the night, or you not having to go up and check the locks when, when, when you hear something knocking at your window, 
Like, oh, no, I don't want to get rid of it. Okay, so then you don't want to get rid of it. You only want to get rid of the things that don't benefit you. I, in that yeah. sense. I mean, so it, it is. I like, love yeah. toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity <laughs> is great. It's, it's, it's anytime I have a problem with my car, I just rely on toxic masculinity to help me. And it's, exactly. it has never failed me. It's perfect. <laughs> um, shout out to all the toxic masculine guys out there. And it was, oh, yes. happy uh, International Men's Day. It was late International yes. Men's Day, but it was uh, on the 19th. Late. And I want to yes. thank you for, for your international manliness. Yes. Um, oh, um, so in all the different languages that we don't speak, happy International Men's Day. Yes. And no, it never gets any any any, any uh, publicity like International Women's Day. Um, no. I, I didn't see a whole lot of Facebook posts. This probably could be because men don't post a whole lot on social media. True. And then if if I were to post Happy International Men's Day, I probably get a lot of slander on my Facebook too. Like, I mean, let's just be real. Uh, it's like, oh, you there you go again. You need another day for men because men have every other day. Um, I'm pretty sure those things will, will probably come up in my comments, but you don't see that on International Women's Day. But no. that's neither here nor there. Um, I think we have enough time to talk about how the FDA says that it will give them when I am uh, 87 that they will begin to uh, release the 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 the, um, the the clinical trials from this Pfizer vaccine yeah. that. Is is this the one that that was approved? Yeah. So this is so they're 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 slowly releasing clinical yes. trial data, and they will have finished by they're saying uh, it'll take them fifty four years to release yeah, the I'll entirety be, be yeah. of the clinical trial data. The best part, well, there are a lot of really good parts about this, but <laughs> the, the parts that they're they're uh, releasing slowly, ever so slowly, the parts they have released, um, people have started posting. The, the results on Twitter mm. and Twitter is flagging the results as misleading for wow. misinformation because the results are maybe not great. I, I say again, I would need to, I would need to compare the sample size, but of course there were some slight, there were some hot, they looked like high numbers of people who had experienced neurological events during the, mm. uh, during the clinical trials within two months. And someone posted that. And Twitter said no one can like or share this tweet because it's misleading. And we definitely recommend vaccines for everyone. So the, the Pfizer's clinical trial data are misleading now, according to I, social media. Because I get my health information from Twitter. Yeah. Well, the, lots the, of the company Twitter. I lots mean, people do. They, 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 uh, I, I trust them with my health. I do. Yes. So them telling me what the FDA is showing and releasing. Now, granted, I don't trust either. I mean, if I'm going to be real, I don't trust either. I give them the same scrutiny that I give everybody else. Like, it is what it is. But more people should, I want to say. Now, this is coming from a logical standpoint. Okay, Mm -hmm. This is not coming from Maurice, the ANCAP, who doesn't trust the FDA as much as he can throw them, as far as he can throw them. But- Somebody, but if I were a logical human being who trusted in the government as much as I do, and I was getting information from Twitter about Pfizer clinical trials, or I was getting information from the FDA about Pfizer clinical trials, I'd probably trust the FDA more than I would Twitter. But Twitter, but since Twitter is flagging his misinformation, I'm like, huh. Twitter knows more about the, the Pfizer clinical trials than, than the FDA does. 
I guess that's where I'm getting all my information from is Twitter. And I, I think Twitter, Donald Trump single-handedly saved Twitter. Um, let's let's just give credit where credit is due because Twitter was literally on the outskirts before Donald Trump started tweeting uh, from the presidency. Yeah. So it is what it is. But now he says he's brought them back to life. I guess Twitter is now the end all be all when it comes to medical information and medical misinformation or disinformation or whatever you guys want to call it. And you're sweet. I don't know how many characters it is now. It's like 200, 280, characters, 280, 280 characters. Yeah, yeah. So there in 280 characters or less, you get all the information that you need unless you're starting a thread. And then, and then, and then you could do threads. They go on and on. Now, now they do voice tweets. Now we should do voice tweets on our on our oh, civil discord Twitter. Voice tweets. I should. That's what I should have done through through the Rittenhouse trial. I should have done my tweets in my in my residual Midwestern accent. Yes. Because it was strong yes. over the past week. It's yeah. Um. One one last light item before we go. I I don't know if you noticed this. We do have um. We have a new, very, very dangerous variant of, of the COVID now. Yes. It's so dangerous. You want to know what makes it so dangerous? Is it's completely asymptomatic. Wow. I'm not making this up. This is, I, and I even read the article because I was like, there's got to be something. It's got to be like, maybe there are different symptoms or that you just, you don't have symptoms and then you die one day. Right. I don't, which would just, honestly, that will happen to all of us. We won't have right. symptoms and then we'll die. Um, but yeah, there's this new symptomless COVID variant. And the only danger that I could pick up from reading this article was that because it's asymptomatic, it will make you asymptomatic and then you'll be more likely to asymptomatically spread an asymptomatic virus to people who will also be asymptomatic. Is this oxygen? Are we just, we're just talking about oxygen now. Oh my gosh. That, oh my gosh. We've got to be, we've got to be talking about oxygen because I am like when, when, when I was first going over the show notes and I saw that, I was like, let me, let me make sure that, that, that I'm not going crazy, right. that there has not been some crazy study that has come out that talks about how, how quickly you can spread being, being asymptomatic. So I'm over here researching articles and reading different studies and control F and finding asymptomatic and whatever I can do to figure out things. And it's like every single study that I've shown has been like, there's no, there's no evidence to show that you can truly transmit things asymptomatically. Like I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is more frustrating. And I like what you put on the, as, as far as the, uh, the, the title for that, it's the fear propagandists have officially run out of porn and have decided to, to and have declared an asymptomatic variant. Like, I mean, and, and even when you talk about how you spread it, you spread viruses, diseases, whatever you call them, through symptoms. Like you spread them because you're coughing. Mm. Coughing is a symptom of whatever you have. I mean, you 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 spread them through sneezing. I'm sneezing. There's a viral load that is there, and you are getting that. If I'm not doing any of that, maybe I'm just spitting on you. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I'm spit. I'm spit. I'm I'm cleaning your face, and I'm talking to you two inches from your face, and I'm spitting into your eye or spitting into your mouth with your mouth wide open or spitting up your nose. I don't know. I don't know what you spit. do in your spare time. I've yeah. I I you know if because we're not social distancing. So you know, I mean, that's that's, that's how it works. Whatever you're doing with that, I just like I this whole and and I was skeptical. When when they first said, "Oh, things are being transmitted asymptomatically," and I'm just like, "What? 
Like, so you tell me I don't know that I have it and I give it to somebody else. I I just now again, I could be wrong, and there could be a study that comes out tomorrow that completely proves me wrong. And I'd like and, and I'd be willing to say, you know what? Eh, all the other science that I'd been reading before was wrong. This one came up and it tells me everything that I need to know. And okay. But I would the same thing that I did with those other studies, I would do with this one. Okay, let's make sure this is aligned with this. What does this make sense? Like, what kind of studies are they doing? It's just all kinds of craziness. And but but now all of a sudden, now we have a an asymptomatic variant. I, I just I I I thought I had seen it all. And now here's another one. Hey guys, you don't know you have it. You never will know that you have it. And the people who who the people who you get to who 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 get it will never know that they have it. Like Oh man, it's so frustrating. It's not COVID. It's 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 O two vid. It's just oxygen. It's <laughs> all it is. It's it's oxygen. It's an asymptomatic variant. Uh, right. It's speech. Speech is is, yes. is the variant. Yeah. Speech is the variant. So, but hey, I I I, uh, I I thank you guys for 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 my love for listening to my lovely rant about asymptomatic uh, uh, variants. And so forth. But thank you guys for listening for, for for to this entire episode. If you made it here this far, then I'm pretty sure that you rock with us a little bit. Um, you enjoy listening to Amanda, the smart one of the bunch, and Maurice, the one who doesn't know anything and just likes to talk. So, um, but uh, but if, if if you like us, please leave us a five star rating review on Apple Podcast. That is what feeds into everything else. Most of the reviews that people will see. Uh, and, and the stars that, that they will see will be from Apple Podcasts. So please, please, please leave us that five-star rating review because we know that we are worth every single one of those stars and then some because if, if you can give us 10 stars, I'm pretty sure you would. So do all that. Follow us or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you catch your um, or, or your whatever podcatcher you listen to as far as those things go, whether it's Amazon or Google or or all of those things. Follow us on social media. That is on Instagram and Twitter. Those will be linked in the um, in the show notes as well. And only because I love this guy so much. And I know you can't see us, but if you want the Black Guns Matter merch or whatnot, go to blackgunsmatter.com. Uh, support Maj Ray and what he is doing within this movement. Um, he is doing a lot within this movie, giving out free lessons to everybody and so forth. Uh, if he listens to this, I will ask him to share this, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't. But if he does, then he will definitely put the um, post post this on his things and whatnot, because I truly support that. And I truly do believe that black guns do matter. Um, if, you, if you don't know what I'm talking about and you didn't catch the beginning of this episode, go back and listen to the very, the very first story that we talked about. Catch that, Mr. Uh, Andrew Coffey, the fourth. Uh, Cheers. The, um, Hopefully his, his 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 sentence is like zero years and zero hours of community service. And the 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 only thing that he should be punished for was the trial that he went through because he was he was found not guilty on all that as well, too. So um, if you do all that, subscribe, follow us on all forms of social media. Please leave us a rating review. Share the show with a family member or a friend. Do all of that. We, we And we will be back again next week with another episode of Civil Discord. Until then, y'all be easy. Stay fierce.